You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The oil price has been a constant source of fascination for me ever since the brief skirmish in Iran where the oil price, indeed the Brent crude oil price, went above $70 a barrel for about three or four hours. It's now back at around $55, $56 a barrel. Uh, but what is the future? I speak to people a lot about the fact that this is peak oil and now and the, the oil price will continue to fall and go down to $20, $30 per barrel. But my next guest is turning positive oil. And it's Thanos Papasavas, founder and CIO of ABP Invest, speaking to us from London. How can you be bullish of oil, Thanos? Well, hi, hi, Lindsay. I'll tell you why. I believe that the price of oil, and if I may use the WTI crude instead of the Brent, which which you mentioned. If we look at WTI crude, um, I believe that the fair price, we expect the range to hold between $50 and $60. And just to put into perspective, when the Soleimani assassination took place, um, it briefly went towards 63 and a half. And, and now, when, just a couple of days ago, we, we went sub below 50 to around 49-ish. Now, my view has been that since March, in fact, of last year, that the price of oil should range between these levels um, because this is where it makes sense for the three key players. And the three key players are the U.S., Saudi Arabia, and Russia. On the one hand, the U.S. does not want the price of oil to spiral higher because it would increase the risk of a recession. And we do not want that before November 2020. Mr. Trump would not allow that to take place, if you like, in order to ensure that he gets in uh, for a second term. So the U.S. do not want a high price. And in the same way, Russia and Saudi do not want a price um, below the current levels because clearly it is not advantageous for their government finances. So there has been a compromise between the sort of 50 and 60 in my mind. And the reason why we were, we turned positive is because there was exuberance at sort of 65 when Soleimani uh, was assassinated. Our view was that Iran is not going to take any immediate action. As a result, we thought the price of oil will weaken. And the reason why it's come off so much is because of the coronavirus. And and our view is that uh, the Chinese policymakers will continue to intervene, will provide as much liquidity as is necessary to rate cuts and, and uh, direct liquidity provisions to avoid the Chinese economy from falling into a, a recession. So I believe the prices have, the, the, the market has priced too much of a bad sentiment. And we find that these levels, close to or in fact just below 50 when we turned our view yesterday, are positive. Okay, what about China? You mentioned the three key players, the United States of America. You outlined your views on that particular country and its uh, demand and supply, well, mainly its supply. Saudi Arabia, we know about Saudi Arabia, massive, massive influence. Russia, uh, we understand that as well. They desperately, desperately need foreign exchange. But what about China on, on the demand side? Because the economy is not, it's slowing down, but it's still very robust. Uh, the coronavirus is probably just a moment in time. But what about the future? If the if it continues to slow down, even if the coronavirus is swept away as a, as a moment in time, as I said earlier on, don't you think that there is going to be less demand from this country? Well, I think that's that's a great great point. And and one thing I was I was very very annoyed. I was I was very annoyed with with headlines. It was about a month ago when the um, the GDP numbers came out 
for for China. Mm. And the headlines across all the main newspapers were uh, sort of 30-year lows on GDP growth in China. In other words, red flags, China slowing down, (laughs) the slowest rate of growth, 6.1%. And you know what, Lindsay? You can't compare a $14 trillion economy which China is today with the, one, with the $1 trillion that it was 30 years ago. It's coming it's off a higher base, base, in other words. That's what you're saying. Totally. Totally. So, so I, 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 I think that's, if anything, that's fake news. Um, it is not a true and fair representation. The growth of China, the overall pie, is so much bigger that you cannot expect it to grow at the same levels of growth that it had 30 years ago. So in that sense, I am, of course, China is going to slow down. And I think the coronavirus could be a great opportunity for the Chinese Communist Party to break from that 6%. Um, they're going to be meeting in early March. I think they could use this as an excuse to break lower and say, you know what, guys, our expectation for this growth this year is not going to be 6% like we have had, but it could be you know, 55 or 57 They've got a great reason to do that. You said you were annoyed. I'm annoyed now that you said fake news. Not with you. I'm just uh, the whole (laughs) fake news thing is because it's not fake news. It's the news, but it's been misinterpreted by ill-informed people. Uh, Because you know that uh, only growing by 6% a year rather than 12% a year is still better than 12% a year because when it was growing by 12% a year, it was a smaller economy than it is now. So if people want to say fake news, then they must do their homework as well. But anyway, that's me as a media person. Okay, so where do we go from here? You watch WTI, I watch uh, Brent Crude, uh, simply because it's a higher grade and um, I'm from Britain and I'm slightly biased towards Brent. Where do you see it going from here? Is it going to stabilise? Is it going to go back to that sort of mid-60s that we we saw not that long ago? What is your forecast? Yes, exactly that. So, so looking at at, at Brent, it's, it's similar as as you say, different different type. So, I would expect um, the, the the range um, to 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 remain, and therefore for Brent to move back towards the seventy level, um, high sixties, seventies. Again, not too much beyond that, because then it would start to impact the uh, the economy and and the U.S. economy in particular. We we do not expect uh, Trump to allow that. Um, quote unquote. So 56, 55 towards 70, and I'd expect that to sort of continue moving high from here. Tell me about ABP Invest's super long-term view on oil. This is your short to medium-term view, I would imagine. Right. You can correct me if, if you so wish. But what about the super long-term? This is a dinosaur, right? I mean, and uh, oil stocks are dinosaurs unless they diversify their portfolios. This is something that you would not put in your grandchildren's and your great-grandchildren's portfolios, i.e. oil stocks. That's, that's true, that uh, there has been a sort of a very big shift, if you like, in terms of sentiment. Um, in terms of oil, in terms of energy or fossil fuels, and ESG, uh, environmental, social governance issues, have been a very key driver across asset owners and and GPs. Um, This is where we also understand why the energy sector has been the key underperformer, not only over the last one to three years, but over the past 10 years, energy has been underperforming, which also raises the, the, the question, is this an opportune time for value investors to consider energy. Yes, but invest in class. So this is where, uh, from an ESG hat on, you try to identify which are the companies within these sectors which are diversifying, which are shifting, which are looking for other ways of 
producing renewable energy and can be more appropriate, if you like, for your children's or grandchildren's portfolio. But at the same time, we need to be careful that we're not going to be stopped using fossil fuels for the next sort of 30, 40 years. It's a very gradual decline. So we're still going to be reliant on this source of, of energy for certainly your and mine lifetime, if not our kids as well. I understand your arguments. I don't agree with them. I do believe there could be a short-term bounce back because the market is slightly oversold on a technical basis. But I'm looking at my screen, which is 15 minutes delayed, and it says here $56.58 per barrel for the near-month Brent crude oil price, which is up 3.4% on the day or nearly $2 per barrel. We've had a bet on air before, Thanos, which I won, one of the very few bets I've ever won. And you still haven't paid me, but that's okay. That's between you and I. Let's have another bet now. <laughs> that's on the trip to Greece. That's exactly. Trip to Greece. A, a, a trip to your, the, the land of your ancestors, uh, which has never happened, of course. But let's have double or quits now. I mean, if, 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 if you win, then we're square. If I win, then you provide the accommodation as well as the air ticket. The oil price now... Brent, <laughs> yes. The, the uh, let's call it fifty-six fifty. Brent crude oil, the near month. I think it'll be forty-six fifty before it's sixty-six fifty. Do you accept that bet? I'm willing to accept that bet, but not on that expensive terms, because Greece has become very, very expensive. No, from, but I'm staying from, with your uh, family or something. Yes, I agree with you. you. You said you had you. you I could yes. stay with. I could stay with your family or something like that. And uh, but anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it off air. We'll, 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 yes, but I, I will take that bet. We'll sort out I the details. Okay, I'm saying forty-six fifty. You're saying sixty-six fifty. Double yes. or quits. Thanos Pafasavos. Thank you very much for your analysis. <laughs> the oil price to me is the key to the world economy at the moment, and um, Thanos Pafasavos is the founder and CIO of ABP Invest, speaking to us from London. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.